Hello, hello. Oh, I'm so excited to be back. Welcome back to the Nourish to Flourish podcast, where we are empowering individuals to be more intentional with their health and wellness journey. Today, I have a very, very special guest who's going to be joining with me. You guys know Ma. My girl, Mama Ratchet, Christine Ratchet, is here. She is a registered psychologist and counselor. And I've invited her on today's episode to chat about binging. So we're going to cover everything from what exactly binging is, what are some possible examples of triggers, roots, and how to break free from the self-sabotaging practice of binging. So let's get started. be talking today about binging and it's yes. something that I walk alongside clients and I've heard often that this is a practice and really what it is is a coping strategy to navigate their external environment and so they end up getting an identity of or taking on an identity of binging and therefore come and see me. Yeah, Um, So we are going to be starting off just with the definition of what binging actually is. So it's when you indulge in an activity, especially eating, drinking, drugs to an excess. So one disclaimer that we wanted to start off with right away was that binging is very, very different than binging and purging. Um, The two are very different things and they require different therapeutic responses, which We could go down that rabbit hole, but we're not going to because we're just going to focus on binging. So we're going to talk about the triggers. We're going to talk about the roots um, and how to break free from those roots. So let's talk about triggers to start. I think we had noted environmental or external environment. So what does that look like? So a client encounters an external environment always with the mindset of making meaning of what they're seeing, what they're encountering. And when we engage in an external environment that is new, what we tend to do is because of the way our brain is wired, we go back into our limbic system, we look for a memory that's alike or similar, and therefore bringing that memory to the forefront and going, oh, this is what we did last time, this is what we need to do today. However, the external environment that you're encountering may not be exactly the same circumstances as what you've traveled and navigated before. And we're going to chat about what you've navigated through before when we talk about like the roots as well. Right. Um, So we encounter an external environment, we're trying to make meaning, and we experience discomfort. Mm. Emotional distress. So even anytime (laughs) we are in a unfamiliar, there's discomfort, Um, an unknown there's discomfort and an emotional um, unknown, um, uncomfortable, like you said, emotional distress. What we tend to do is we implement a strategy to overcome what that external environment is, is looking at as far as a challenge. So experiencing things like negative self-talk, right? Experiencing things like, comparison what so the does comparison that look trap. like so the comparison trap is just when we look and, and we're going to talk about body image for now mm-hmm. so we look at our body image in the mirror right and sometimes we're not actually seeing what our body body actually looks like yeah. we're seeing something based on like body, body dysmorphia, dysmorphia yeah. which is an anxiety disorder anyways so we look at their external environment we see Bethany. Mm-hmm. 
okay? We see Bethany, we go, holy schmoly, this is what it looks like. This is our definition of what it looks like to be holistic healthy, right? But we're also looking at her Thank external. You. Bless your soul. And we're looking at her external, and in her external environment, we start comparing, oh, my thighs don't look like her thighs. Mm -hmm. Right. It could be the same thing as looking on social media. Like absolutely social media, I feel like in itself is a trigger. A hundred percent. Because we see people's yes. highlight reels. We don't it's very seldom that I will come across a page that will show them sitting down the role that everybody has between your sports bra and your leggings. So normal. But you could be scrolling through and seeing all of these photoshopped, um, enhanced bodies. Images. Um, and then go walk in front of a mirror and think to yourself, like, oh, my gosh, I don't have that body. Like, I don't have that booty. When I'm so, standing in a yes. Lululemon change room, yeah. that's a trigger. Yeah. There's mirrors everywhere. Fluorescent lights. Fluorescent okay. lights. So, so the key here is when we're doing the comparison trap, the trap of it is I'm in deficit. Hmm. Right? Yeah. So comparison, I'm in deficit, which means there's something wrong with me. Yeah. Right? And so we internalize that there's something wrong with me. It's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It's the emotional discomfort, right? We're starting to fear sad, feel sad. We're yeah. feeling ashamed. We're feeling yeah. whatever those emotions are. Mm -hmm. Often another part of it is we don't even know how to name the emotion we're experiencing, but that's a whole nother story. And in that discomfort, what happens is we pop out this coping strategy that we've used or have um, navigated in the past with that memory. And we'll talk about what that looks like as childhood circumstances, the roots. But we apply it almost like a band-aid. This is what we're going to do today to get rid of this unwelcomed feeling. Yeah. This unwelcomed emotional response. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah. Total. Okay. So, so recognizing your triggers obviously is going to be huge. to know your triggers. Yeah. Right. Total. The next step in walking alongside a counseling client is, okay, so this is what happened. Tell me what happened. Tell me what you felt. Tell me what was experienced. What did you do next? Well, that's when I binge. Okay. Mm. So we do that through the exercise of journaling. However, it's pre and post um, binge. However, what's really important is then we connect and we say, okay, tell me about your lived experiences. Tell me about your childhood circumstances. Yeah. And in those discoveries, that's where we find you're holding on to an outdated, um, unwelcomed commitment in your life that, yes, in your childhood, it, it served you to survive. Mm. However, in your adulthood, it does not serve your present, nor does it serve your future self. We need to get rid of this commitment. And you can that recognize that obviously the act of binging is a self-sabotaging practice. Absolutely. 100%. Detrimental. Yeah. Right? Total. Detrimental. So I've had clients come to me and let's let's move into what those roots are. Yeah. Right. So I'll just give the two examples, um, two very different examples of individuals who in the sacred space of counseling disclose, listen, one had already identified her as I'm a binger. Mm. Now that's dangerous when we associate it's not your identity. Works. It's something yes. you do, yes. but it's not but who you are. We confuse that, right? Yes. We confuse the practice with taking on this is who I must be now because I do this repetitively. Yeah. Now it's become my identity. And then it moves on to your nature, right? That's when you're looking for binging opportunities. Anyways, neither here nor there. So the two clients walk in and, and not walk in, but in counseling sessions, not together in isolation, one-on-one. -on -one. And the first one, we start traveling down her childhood circumstances. And it turned out that as a child, Food scarcity was a lived experience. Mm. So she never knew 
and couldn't trust her mom, who was a caregiver, and for whatever reasons, um, could not provide a stability of food, nutritious food, on a regular basis, right? So there was this outdated commitment that she was honoring in her adulthood, which belonged to her childhood. So out of survival, you ate as and much you as you ate hard because you know when well, there was food. Yes, because yes, you don't know. And that so next in that practice, right. it was conditioned, right? Which it I was feel like out of circumstances. Yes, yes. 100%. And I feel like, like when I think of dad. And yes. I think of his childhood experiences being yes. from, like, my dad was a refugee who came here from a war, um, came to Canada after being in refugee camps, after being refugee through a camps, war. Refugee camps. Yes. So for him, there's, like, this ongoing joke that if ever I bring a friend home or if ever I brought a guy home previously, it was like, you eat everything. You eat everything you possibly can. And my dad would be like, oh my gosh, like get another serving. And you'd be like, no, no, I'm full. No, get another serving. And it was like, ah, okay, yeah, I gotta yeah, eat yeah. as much food yeah. as I possibly can. But that was birthed out of a, a lived experience. Of a deficit. Yeah. Food not was it. a scarce yeah. scarcity, right? Yeah. So you may not know when the next meal is going food to be provided. Source is coming totally. into the camp. Totally. So when it came, you binged. Mm. Yes. Which can birth. Yes. Binge, yes. 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 Yeah. Totally. Okay. That's so that was client number one yeah. um, out of those childhood circumstances. The other childhood, very uh, childhood circumstances with this client was very different. And it's something that I think you can, can navigate as well, or you have in the past navigated. So this client um, was at a friend's house at a very young age. The friend had a difficult day. She witnessed the mom supporting the child with ice cream okay so she comes home and she's upset she's like oh i had a really bad day oh honey don't worry i've got ice cream okay and you've seen this here's right? your spoon yes. you get a spoon yes. you, you get, get a spoon and so she says oh do you want to spin did you have a hard day here's some ice cream right? mm. so she for those five minutes while she was eating ice cream and this is part like, of the journaling piece <sighs> right yeah as an adult we journal through this and we find those connections but as she was journaling and telling me this she said oh my gosh yes for those five minutes i don't have to feel or even think about what I was experiencing that day. Puts you in like a meditative state yes. because you're like just so, salivating on the taste right. and the texture. You don't and you think forget about anything else. else. Yeah. You are absolutely numbing. Yeah. Numbing. It's a coping strategy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A very yeah. detrimental. And it doesn't just have to be food related. And this is yes. another thing that we chatted about prior to hopping on here was that for some people it's food. For some people, it's alcohol. For some people, it's drugs. For some people, it's shopping, which we've done yes, in the yes, past. We yes. binge shopping. I still yes. sometimes binge. Shopping. We now retire uh, um, reframed it as therapeutic shopping. retail therapy. Retail Have therapy, you ever said yes. that before? Yes. Probably. Yeah. But even <laughs> now, like I mean, this the second client, she was seeing the connection she had made, and when she went home. When she had a bad day, what was the first thing she did? Look at the freezer, right? But there was no ice cream. So now what? So she goes and in the cupboard else. and she finds some chips, mm. right? And that's how it bursts. Mm. And then it becomes, okay, so this, every time I feel discomfort, not just at work or in conflict, now when I have a relationship and I'm like, I don't know what he was thinking to dump me, yeah. ah, eat ice cream, mm. eat chippies, eat. And then the is in, always there. And you and and because we build quote unquote tolerances, what happens is that one ice cream 
dish of ice cream turned into two bags of chips mm. because I'm not, I just, I'm still feeling it. I still don't want to feel it. Yeah. Right? What else can I eat? What else? And then you've got eat? crackers, stale crackers. Yeah. When it gets to that point, that's when Check you know, because it's like elbows yeah. up, nothing is safe. If you had yeah. a really, really bad day, yeah. it's like, what else can I have? Yes. Until you feel so much bodily discomfort that you no longer are focusing on the mental or emotional or spiritual discomfort. Now all of your attention is drawn yeah. towards the bodily discomfort. And that in itself is where things kind of get a little bit, I don't want to say dangerous. You would, okay, so, so again, yeah. traveling your thought process though, when you feel that discomfort, that, that bloating, or you've got the hot trots coming mm -hmm. in, and all of those side effects, right? Brad from the binge. Yes, from the binge. Oh, Bethany. From to. the binge. Anyways, what happens the next morning? You would think you'd do the correlation and connection. Hey, that made me feel it's never happening again. again. So what happens? Hang on. Then we move into this space shame. of shame. Mm -hmm. So sh binging is something that we can identify culturally that it is shame worthy demonstration or a behavior it's a shameful behavior so what are we doing shame we recycling yeah. Si no, sorry silence secrecy and then move isolation. into isolation right yeah. so we don't want to tell anybody either and then we commit to ourselves that's it this is the last time i'm ever going to binge and the next morning because of the space of shame shame now now you've got twofold now you don't not only navigating the crap that's going on in your external environment, you're mm -hmm. actually inflicting yes. further distress, living in the shame, which could propel, you could have the best day ever, roses and sunshine, and still the binging practice comes. Mm -hmm. Because now I'm in shame, and I don't want to feel shame. Yeah. And I have to do it's just another secrecy. Yeah. All right. So I'm just... Wait until the kids go to bed. Wait yes. until the hubby goes yes. to bed, and then it's like... Yes. Ah, yes. now I get to have yes. things. And again, yeah. not just food related. Right. How many times have you guys had a bad day at work and then, oh, I'm just going to pick up a bottle of wine. Or your girlfriend calls you, I broke up with my husband. Or, wow, that was Whoa, excessive. excessive. Um, but I, <laughs> that was an extreme. I broke up with my husband. I'm leaving my husband. I quit my job today. Or those a-holes fired me today. Come on over. I've got a bottle of wine with your name on it. Drink, 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 yes. make you feel better. The next morning, I'm so hungover. I feel like garbage. I'm going to restrict my, my food intake. To counter off to counter the alcohol. Act, whether food or, yeah. or alcohol, yeah. honestly. Yeah. I'm going to restrict myself now. And the cycle continues. continues. This episode is brought to you by Nourish Health and Wellness, a company based out of Moostra, Saskatchewan, where we serve our clients by supporting them with nutrition and fitness programming for their wellness journey. The awesome part of all of this is that you get to use the discount code Nourish to Flourish to get 10% off. We would love to get to know you and encourage you and set you up for success. Remember, friends, to love your life, move your body, and nourish your soul. So one thing that I also want to note is it's actually socially and culturally conditioned for us to reach outside of ourselves to fix something. Yes. Rather than rather than holding I mean, space, inside. holding space to trust yourself. Yeah. Right? Hang on, what other ways could I navigate my way out of this? Yeah. Check number one if you have a therapist. 
No, okay. Connect with your therapist. Yeah. So it was so how to break free. Yes, yeah. transition into Let's how to get Okay, so um, yes, but before we move into that, I want to be here's the caveat. The caveat is <clears throat> everybody's triggers mm -hmm. look different. Oh, everybody's roots of why this is continuing or starting and then continuing looks different because we all have different lived experiences yeah. we make different meanings out of different encounters yeah. and we have different childhood circumstances right. so well and people's ways of breaking free are is also gonna look different, different right so yeah. let's move into the breaking free um yeah holistic again. stress coping mechanisms right let's start with that right. so right. journaling you said was a big one so in meditation the big one yes in yeah. the sacred space of a therapeutic relationship yeah. we're gonna navigate this one-on-one -on -one. so we're gonna start with the triggers but here's the funny part I actually had a client who took months yeah. to tell me that she was actually binging mm -hmm. months and I was like tell me more yeah and she goes well I was just really embarrassed yeah just to have this conversation so. therapy is the sacred space yeah. so we have our professional life we have our personal life and then we have our secret life yeah and we don't and, have anyone and the secret life yeah. is what the confidential agreement mm -hmm. with a therapist is there for to yeah. provide you those resources yeah. right are we done binging is that therapeutic um, sacred space going to be the one and only treatment plan for yeah. an individual no clients could could um, seek out resources such as um, the support of a, of a tribe, yeah. maybe a support of a mentoring program, the support of, again, therapy is, is definitely uh, a piece of it. But to be fair, the practices I implement uh, with clients, it could be journaling. Okay, journaling is not for everybody either. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's why we said like the the whole, whole way of yes. breaking through this mm -hmm. is, very, is very different for each person. Yeah. I've had clients before where I, where I have suggested um, journaling for mm -hmm. and they have circled back with me each and every week being like I am <laughs> not a journaler I hate it for some people it's writing down spending five minutes for some people it's spending 20 minutes for some people it's um a thought dump which I love the terminology that one of my clients yes. used to call the brain dump at the end of the day to just like these are the things that went wrong these are the things that went well this is my to-do list for tomorrow it takes her like three minutes close the book done so it all depends on each person. And for some people, journaling just might not be a thing. They hate the way that they write, and that pisses them off. Yeah. So that it's just not a yeah. good practice for them. It's not a good relationship with the journaling practice. Oh. However, the, the power of journaling, and mm. I just speak to that, the power of journaling, we get to remove ourselves yeah. from what's racing in our thoughts. Mm. So we dump out, I love mm. that, that process, you dump out those thoughts so they no longer can ruminate. So you yeah. give yourself permission to, to, break, let it go. to break free of yeah. the racing thoughts. That's number one. Yeah. Number two is when we circle back with that journaling, mm -hmm. we get to look at it with fresh eyes. Yeah. It's like being this third party objective, yeah. right? And in the sacred space of counseling, when, when you were walking through that journey, she's like, oh my gosh, I can see the connection right there. I don't know yeah. why I ever saw that. Yeah. Right, so that's that's Well, you can reflect back and see like how much you had grown yes. during yes. that time you travel through. Or yes. maybe you didn't know that certain things were a trigger, and then you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, every time that I binge, it was because this of one this. person. Is because one person. Yeah. You never know. Who reminds me of somebody in my yeah. past. Who, yeah, there's everybody's Should journey. Re reflection. Yes. It's good as an output. Maybe you don't feel like you're in the space to talk to somebody about it yet. Yes. And that's okay. Yes. But if you put it in your journal or in your diary when we were little, right? Yes. Some people still have diaries, which is awesome. Yeah. It's essentially what a journal is. Yes. Just putting all yes. of your stuff out. 
Um, but yeah, so that all depends on the person as well if that's like a good strategy for right. them. So if it's journal, not journaling, right, what does it look like next? So then there's so the therapy first of all, yes. journaling. Journaling, I'm, I actually have um, meditation pieces, oh, for right? Sure. So the sure. way that, this is the great news, okay? So the treatment plan is our brains are malleable. Which means we can rewire our brains neuroplasticity because of neuroplasticity, which is only like what is it, fifteen years of discovery? Prior to that, we believe I don't even think it has been fifteen, years. maybe twelve. I'll, I'll check into yeah. that. But anyways, um, the reality prior to that. So when I was going to become a therapist, my teaching, believe it or not, was if this happens in your life, this memory, you forever. can never get rid of that memory. What we do in exposure therapy or desensitization therapy is literally change the meaning, change, yeah, change the, the perspective, perspective of that memory, change the connection yeah. we have with yeah. the memory that food scarcity mm -hmm. was a thing, mm -hmm. right? Yes, that was in the past, so then we, we learned to separate. And for That's people in who, the past. Well, for people who don't really understand what neuroplasticity is, great resource, Switch on Your Brain by Dr. Yes. Caroline Leaf. She yes. is... She takes it from both a scientific perspective as well as very a spiritual clinical, perspective. Very clinical. So it's readable, but it is also it's clinical. It's very clinical. clinical. Yes. So you do get that spiritual piece from it and understanding that like the creator, whoever you recognize as your divine, the creator actually designed us with the ability to rewire our brain. Mm -hmm. And when going through hardships, because everybody's going to go through hardships, um, you do have the ability to change the change your perspective um and because also the, the way the, that you move forward can be yes. different yes right so i love i love the rewiring yeah. because you're rewriting yes that's the you're, word. that's what you're doing you're rewriting your story mm. it has it used to mean less and now we're going to rewrite it yeah. and always hold space because that story does not have to look like forward story yeah yeah. We get to change that. So again, the neuroplasticity is changing the synapses ways that it connected yeah. from one neuron to another. If neuron, you think right? of, if you think of like in the morning, I like the example that she used too, is because like if you're someone who wakes up in the morning and the first thought that goes off your head, your alarm goes off, and you're like, eh, I hate my job. Eh, my house is oh. so cold. Eh, I hate my decor in my bedroom. Eh, my husband is the. Uh, my animals suck. They're so needy and blah, 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 blah. I don't want to go to work because I don't want to do the commute well, because I don't, all of these negative <laughs> things. That's a lot. Then your brain, if that's the first thing that you're thinking of in the morning, your brain goes, we're going to have a poopy pants day. We're going to have a negative, what, negative headspace today. Yes, negative perspective. thought always yeah. starts. Yeah. And then the actions. The actions. The scene. Yes. So this is why we say in the morning, things like gratitude, things like affirmations, things like journaling, yes. things like meditation, yes. these things are critical because yes. when you wake up and yes. you have those fresh neurons, you do have the ability to rewire your brain from being someone who always focuses on the negative focuses to then on the, the binging. So we're talking yes. about binging. Yes. Focus is on the shame. The shame. Yes. You have the ability to rewire that in a positive way, yes. which will then help you on the trajectory towards your goals of potentially overcoming binging, of yes. potentially overcoming negative self-talk, yes. yes. overcoming those negative environmental or external environments, whatever that might look like. Yes. You do have the ability to change the trajectory of your life. It is a choice that you have to make. But your brain is developed in a way that you have the ability to do so. You just have to put in the work 
in order for that to happen. Yes, and it's 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 such intentional work, mm. right? So no, I don't have any magic fairy dust to provide. If we did that, yeah. Um, but how? Yes. Now let's hold space for the actual client sitting there going, "Hey, send help! I'm what do I do? Right? What do I do?" So again, we walk through this um, therapy, meditation, meditation, journaling, affirmation um, work. Yeah. So changing your identity piece of it. I'm not right. a binger. And that's a big piece yeah. um, in counseling. We, we talk about what, so yes, you practiced binging and who are you? Yeah. And so that, that always will yeah. be something that you carry. Yeah. Right. It, it's going to be a heavy, but it's still something that you carry because you are going to be more susceptible to binging once you practice it in the past because now it's become a frame of reference. Right. But, but it doesn't mean yourself doesn't outweigh no, the fact that you're a great mother, you're a friend, you're creative, you're artsy, yes. you're yes. whatever. But like there's so many other pieces of your identity that you can tap into using affirmation work to not erase the binging and not to erase the um the negative self-talk or whatever or the shame that's attached to it and that's why we use the terminology and versus but yes. because if you say but you're trying to erase those things right yes the first is is the yes disregard yes. yes so obviously that recognize that you're not alone yes. was a huge piece get mm -hmm. a support group maybe you don't feel comfortable quite yet to do one-on-one -on -one. maybe you do something like group therapy maybe you find a community shameless plug nourish community um to shameless be able to <laughs> to be able to plug is issue yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> um, to be able to um tap into a community where you are not alone yes. where people are actually educated to be able to Support not you. only help you mentally emotionally but, but to help you the physical yes. the nutrition piece of it because, because yes. hold space, I am not the nutrition expert. Mm -hmm. um, Bethany has the nutrition, and Nicole, yeah, yeah. So as coaches, here's something that I know my limitation. When somebody says, and this is the foods I go to, and I was like, oh, well, you're yeah. going to those foods specifically for the dopamine release, mm -hmm. right? And the dopamine release is what you're craving, actually. However, I'm going to let you walk alongside one of these coaches yeah. because the connection to the coach, they're going to set up a meal plan, yeah. which will mitigate the your need, for need to yeah. feed the physical side. Yes. Yeah. Restriction. I'm going to look at where you can access dopamine in bonding yeah. and connections. Yeah. Right. Because that's another release of, of dopamine, which is a healthier can a healthier way of accessing that dopamine as opposed to the binge sugar. Are, yeah right yeah so again um i think we covered everything did we cover everything went yes. over the triggers yes went over the roots yes whenever how to break some free. of the roots yes that's some of the roots how to break free and again in closing again just know that it is very specific to each individual the triggers yes. that we mentioned might not be a trigger for you yes the roots that we mentioned might not be a root for you yes um the ways I mean, of Therapeutic the, responses the therapeutic through that response, yes. might not be the same for yes. you. It might be different for each individual person, and that's why I think we tried to give the most amount of examples, generalized, generalized examples as to what you could possibly tap into as a therapeutic response for you. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe you do things in baby steps. You try this, and it's all about experimenting, right? You try this holistic stress coping mechanism. Ah, 
journaling isn't for me. That's okay. Meditation, uh, I'm not there yet. I can't quiet my mind. You try the group setting, uh, I don't feel comfortable speaking out in a large group setting. Mm -hmm. So maybe the one-on-one -on -one is the best thing yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, or if you don't feel comfortable doing one-on-one, -on -one, maybe the group is the best thing for yes. you. Or maybe yes. you want to try and work through this um, individually first before you dip your toes into a community or before you dip your toes into a therapist um, and you want to try that journey. Again, it's so different for each individual person. Um, and I think that's why it's really beneficial to have these chats and to talk through how it is very different for each person. And and encourage you to experiment yeah. um, and do that self-reflection and figuring yeah. out what are your individual triggers what are your individual roots where that could potentially be stemming yes. from yes. and then again just playing with different holistic stress coping mechanisms to figure out what is best for you and and again hold space because if you're binging right now mm -hmm. and it's an undesired practice yeah. in your life it's actually countering uh your goals that you've set this is the nourished community here right and so we're speaking and supporting nourish uh individuals who are on a journey towards yeah. healthness health and wellness healthness healthness um the, how can you tell mother daughter um the health and wellness journey and there are supports you have that coach yeah. you have this community you have a mental health therapist who walks alongside and you. that's why we're we partnered right a psychologist because it's outside of our scope yes. of practice too. Yes. like just how mom was saying when it comes to the nutrition piece she's like yeah. she has to go sure. it's outside of yeah. my scope of practice it's no different from us we can try to walk with you mm -hmm through those things and try to support you the best that we can and offer that space for us to love on you and to hold you just to hear you. But when it gets to, and when it gets to the point where it's like, I can no longer serve you to the best of my ability because you need further support that I can't provide for you. I don't have the education. I don't have the experience. That's when we're like, oh. And Oh, yes, <laughs> yeah. all nourished community. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a mastermind program, a group therapy um, setting, or one -on -one. yes, the yeah. one on one uh, counseling. All of those are reduced uh, sliding scale uh, fee for service as opposed to the general public. Oh. And that's again one way I can honor the, the journey that you guys are already started. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Please. Alrighty, friends, I just wanted to thank you again so, so much for joining us today, talking about binging, talking about what exactly it is, what the triggers are, what the roots are, and what holistic stress coping mechanisms you can tap into in order to overcome that self-sabotaging practice. So what I would love to hear from you guys is what you thought about the episode, any value that was provided for you. I'd love to connect with you further. If you don't already, please go scoot your bum over to Instagram. Follow me at Dumbbells and Dagos. You can also follow Nourish Health and Wellness. You can get plugged into our public Facebook group, Nourish Health and Wellness Community. So many, so many ways to connect. Anywho, hopefully you have the most beautiful day and we will chat with you very, very soon. Bye for now, friends.